University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans, club hockey fans. Listening to us anywhere around the world on that beautiful Podbean app, this is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and the Maryville Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy joining you as always from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host who wanted to take the reins from me tonight, folks, and, and run the lead show on this, but I tamed him down as Stephen Marsh joining me from Las Vegas, Nevada. We're going to try it. We'll try it one time. But uh, he, he's chomping at the bit. He's ready to go. He's uh, he's ready for uh, the final show of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in 2020. How are you, my friend? Happy New Year! Oh, wait, not yet. Not yet. We're not. We're not at the New Year yet. We're we're ready. We're ready for 2021. I know. I know we all are, but we're not quite there yet. We've still got one more show. A wonderful Club Hockey Southwest <laughs> Weekly show of 2020. Maryville Hockey presents this show, and it's great. And we're glad to be able to do this show one more time in 2020 before we look ahead to 2021 and hopefully a better year, as, of course, Boy, this year got, has not turned out. To, we <laughs> got our fingers just, crossed on that one, Stephen. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy, wacky year. Uh, the end of our show tonight, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that uh, happened since you and I started this show uh, in March and uh, where we've gone and where we're headed. So we'll look forward to that. We also got a great guest joining us tonight. Uh, we got the head coach from the University of Utah, the Skate Newts. We got uh, Morgan Feeney joining with us in just a few minutes. Uh, and before we get into our uh, our special guests and start talking some Skate Newts hockey. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on. We had uh, uh, John Hogan on last week from Maryville. Uh, he told us a little bit about what their plans were. We've talked to Chad Berman. We've talked to the guys up at UNLV. Uh, I talked to Danny Roy off the show at GCU. He's talking about hoping that they can skate and play some games uh, sooner rather than later, which is good. And uh, Arizona State is uh, definitely not going to play this year. They're going to... Uh, Go back to a uh, college elite uh, the schedule again, the three-on-three tournament for the spring. So everybody's got a different plan, Stephen. Uh, you saw some stuff that you tweeted me out. Uh, somebody else had canceled the season. So give us a little news of what you know. Well, I think as we're getting into – as we're getting into January now, we're starting to kind of see more decisions be made in certain uh, leagues and – whether it's Division One, Division Two, deciding that they're not going to play, or whether schools are going to be able to play, uh, you know, up here in Vegas, uh, you know, we've, we've got UNLV, and and, and I'm sure, and I know they're trying everything they can to be able to play, and, and we can't rule out the possibility that that could happen. Um, I'm just not optimistic it's going to take place in January. Now, that's not to say that they couldn't get some games in later on in the in the in the winter as we go towards spring. Uh, but, you know, I, I look at the uh, UNLV basketball team, for example. They have not played a game for about a month. They'll get to play some – they're going to finally get back to some uh, practice and team action in January. But they've had some COVID-positive uh, cases in the in, within the Run and Rubble program, including the head coach had it, and all of, are doing well, I guess. But, uh, you know, they haven't been able to really have any sort of team activity and stuff for about a month. So you see that at the basketball level with, with, with the Run and Rebels – 
And, you know, you look at something like a club sport like UNLV, uh, you know, I think the, the school's priority is going to be making sure that the, the, the runner and rebels, the basketball team, can be okay. Now, that's not to say that there isn't a path forward for the club team to, to get a shot. But, you know, as we saw with Arizona State, you know, they, they decided not to have their club sports uh, to play, as we, you know. So, I, you know, I, it's not to say that we won't see hockey action. I, I wish, as we go into 2021, I wish there's a lot of optimism. And, and I have optimism. It, don't get me wrong. And we're going to see some hockey um, at some point. Um, we've, we've got NHL and all that coming up. But ACHA hockey, um, I, I, we might see some games, but uh, it probably won't be till maybe they can get some games in, in, in March maybe. I mean, I, I, just, I just don't think it's going to be a, a full season. But I hope I'm wrong. Trust me, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get some games in. But uh, just, <laughs> We hope yeah. you're wrong too. <laughs> I mean, we need some games to talk about. We, 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 we're going we're, we're gonna to look back at the show later on this year, and we've, we've done a good job with some great guests. But we haven't – the one thing we – when we started this show, the one thing we haven't been able to do a lot of is actually talk about the games because we started it kind of late February – or we started in March when the season was getting – we were getting ready for nationals, right? And then what we're going to get into is nationals right. and then – we were gearing up for that, then everything shut down, and we've been it kind of an influx since then in regards to a, a season. So, um, yeah, yep. we've got to see how this podcast is going to be once we actually once we start getting some games in there. And but, yeah, but it's just going to get better. But you know, I mean, what you know, <laughs> uh, that that's my thoughts anyway. But uh, we got a great guest on tonight, so let's not wait any longer. Let's bring on the new head coach of the uh, Skating Utes. Uh, Morgan Feeney with us. Morgan, you got Scott and uh, Stephen with you tonight. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Great to have you on. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, how you ended up as a new head coach at the uh, University of Utah and what you've seen so far, what you like. Sure. Um, so originally from Michigan, um, grew up playing hockey there, started skating when I was uh, four years old, um, did a lot of my youth um uh, playing with uh, the Grand Rapids Griffins organization, um, their youth, uh, their youth program, of course, and then ultimately decided to play for my high school. Um, and upon completion of my high school career, I ended up going to Michigan State University and ultimately decided to concentrate on my studies and actually ended up uh, coaching my high school hockey that I just graduated from. Um, assistant coaching there. And that's really where uh, the passion for, for coaching kind of took off on, on my side. Um, and then work, uh, you know, my, my normal day job kind of took me all over the country. I had the pleasure of coaching down in Arkansas. And then it actually brought me out here to Utah. And then it took me away uh, to Minneapolis. And I was able to um, help coach in the Wyzetta program out there. And then finally, it, it brought me back here. And the, uh, the position came up. I uh, uh, was super interested in it. I, I love coaching at the higher levels. I've coached, uh, you know, multiple different age groups, but I really resonate with uh, the older players and uh, ultimately got the, got the gig. Super excited. Um, granted, you know, I, I've only been, been here for a few months uh, now since, uh, since October. Um, just super eager to get the season going and, and uh, very excited uh, what I'm seeing so far. You know, when uh, when COVID hit uh, back in March and everything came to a screeching halt, um, there were so many things on the horizon. I know uh, Stephen just brought up the fact that we were looking forward to going to the national tournament, and there was talk of the, the new schools joining the WCHL, of which uh, the University of Utah is now a member of. Uh, there was so much excitement and so much competition, and then everything was kind of tempered back a little bit as we just tried to get, get our feet under us again. And now things are starting to pick back up again. So what do you know from the uh, the Utah side of things? You guys hoping to get some games in, or where do you stand as we speak tonight? Yep. So, um, you know, when I when I started uh, taking over, um, I was able to implement some dry land trainings back in October um, because, you know, at, at that point we were, we were hoping for an earlier start than January. And then ultimately the uh, – um, university came down and told us that um, per the guidelines of the state of Utah and our county, uh, we, we had to basically wait until we were back in the green um, for any sort of organizational activity that that's dry land practices anything. So we've been shut down pretty much since October. Um, 
with that being said, you know, we we're optimistic that we're, we're still going to have a season here in January. Um, but I know we're, we're also on a travel ban, which is going to complicate things a little bit more. And I believe the tentative date on that was March 15th. So I don't know, you know, obviously things can change. COVID is, is, uh, you know, changing every day and I'm, I'm still optimistic and especially being this, you know, this is my first season. I, I, I know the boys are eager. I'm eager. I, I just want it to happen. Um, but ultimately we, we kind of have to, uh, just sit back and wait, um, Obviously, you know, we have to uh, follow the guidelines of the school and the state, and it's in the best interest of our players and staff to keep them safe. Um, so, uh, that you know, that's not a very good answer uh, for you. But uh, <laughs> well, Unfortunately, Morgan, that's been the answer from almost everybody we've talked to because nobody really knows what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, and Stephen's going to jump in here in just a, a second with some more questions for you. But I, I want to touch just quickly about your uh, your time in YZ. I grew up in northern Minnesota so uh, and still have my daughter live in, uh, in, in the uh, – outskirts of the Twin Cities, but uh, how did Wyzetta Hockey um, come into your life? And when you, when you were there, how did you see that program as where you've been in other places? How, how did it all stack up? Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure. Yeah. So um, obviously coming from Michigan, a uh, hotbed for hockey, and then moving to Arkansas, I basically saw the, the polar opposite. And then out to Utah, it's, you know, it's growing here, um, but not to the same level of Michigan and, and Minnesota. Um, so, I, you know, what brought me out there, I was working for a, a large CPG company, uh, which is consumer packaged goods company that um, in is headquartered in Minneapolis. And actually a, a coworker of mine who played at Mankato State as a goalie, he um, found out, you know, I was big in hockey, loved coaching and uh, basically said, hey, come, come and help the program out. And I was absolutely blown away. It's it's something that, you know, I, I dream of in the state of uh, Utah being one day, but it's just everyone's focused on hockey. It's their life. Um, it's it's their passion. And it was incredible to be part of that program um, and just super, super impressive. All right, Stephen, take it away. There you go, Scott. You got your weekly Minnesota connection in there. Way to go. I like it. <laughs> um, I was do. I, I guess um, um, my question would be, you know, uh, <laughs> yes, I knew you would like that. Um, so let me ask you this, uh, Coach. Uh, you know, what has it been like for you as you as you talked about coming into into this team uh, during this pandemic? I mean, it's. I mean, you you have obviously experienced coaching and other things, but coming into this this team, you're you're, you're a new coach on this new team. And you, you, you're having to deal with stuff that you would have never thought you had to deal with, uh, with COVID and having to deal with, you know, whether you're going to be able to play, when you're going to be able to play, how you can practice the team and how you can, you know, when you can do that. Um, so what has that been like the last few months since you've taken the job from Utah and, and, and just, just being able to navigate through these uh, COVID times? Sure. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll start off by saying uh, we are extremely fortunate to have an amazing GM. Um, AJ has, you know, our dynamics a little bit different. I know with other teams, uh, a coach basically, you know, has to play multiple or wear multiple hats and, and, and do basically everything. Um, here are dynamics a little bit different. Um, AJ, you know, he is the master. He, he is, uh, basically built this program, um, to where it is today and, and has done a phenomenal job. Um, so, you know, that really allows me to, to be a coach and focus on what's right for the team, um, strategy wise and, 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 and what, um, and whatnot, but, you know, coming on during this uncertain time, it's still, it's still been a super positive experience. Um, we have an amazing group of players that are extremely mature, understand what's going on you know granted they're frustrated as any student athlete would be but they understand what you know what it's going to take for us to get back on the ice um they're definitely putting in the work on their own um which i'm i'm very proud of because you know it, we we had these we had these dry land trainings early in the year and it was awesome we were getting the group together and it's it, you know it's a different it's a different situation when you can work out as a team versus on your own but um, you know, I've been getting feedback from the majority of the players that they're still putting in the work, um, being optimistic that the season's going to happen. And if it doesn't, you know, we're going to be that much more ready uh, when we when we get going next season. So, Morgan, uh, 
Yeah, we've talked all summer long about the uh, the competition, especially now in the WCHL with the addition of you and um, Grand Canyon and, of course, UNLV. But uh, how much research have you done into uh, your opponents? I know it's uh, it's something you would probably do a lot more of if you had games coming up in the next week or so. But uh, we joked a little bit about it being an arms race out here, Arizona, uh, ASU, uh, UNLV, Grand Canyon. Everybody is trying to build this program to, to compete and win a national championship at the same time. And uh, to me, it's been a lot of fun because we've been able to see this growth, but how has it been from your end of it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm super excited. Um, uh, part of the draw of coming in and coaching here is now that we're in a conference with extremely competitive teams, um, UNLV, obviously uh, that was, that was supposed to be our first game here um, January 8th, but um, you know, it's in terms of research, it, it's been tough for me, um, being a new coach. Usually I'd, I'd love to have game tape and whatnot, but with the uncertainty, you never know, you know, what you're going to get now. So, um, just, just looking at it, Arizona university is going to be uh, a heavy hitter, UNLV, ASU. I mean, all the teams in our conference are going to be a challenge. Um, and that just makes me even more excited to compete at, at this level because, um, you know, we, we have to prove ourselves and this being my first year, I have to prove myself and I'm a super competitive person. Um, and so it just, it, it gets me fired up and unfortunately we may not get to do it this season, but, uh, next, next season will definitely be there. Okay, so just a quick follow-up on that, and I'll let Stephen jump back in again. But uh, the follow-up to that is uh, your your cohort down at uh, the University of Arizona, uh, Coach Berman, likes to say that uh, a high tide will, will rise all ships, and he looks at that. He wants competition. He wants everybody in the WCHL to be very competitive. From what you just told me, that sounds a lot like uh, your theory as well. You'd like to see everybody be very competitive. Oh, absolutely. I think a it's it's great for Southwest hockey, right? Um, we we I, you know my ultimate goal is to to grow the game um, out here. After being in the Midwest and seeing how it is out there and a super focus, I I want it to be like that out here. And so if we can have you know our five teams in our in our conference be the top five teams, that that's an ideal situation in my eyes. Um, it just makes everyone better here and it, it puts the focus on us and it would be incredible to bring a national championship, you know, out here. Steven, you got another one? I, I think we have them. <laughs> uh, if we don't, I'm going to throw another one out at you coach, because, uh, sure. Uh, I had a chance to talk with uh, with AJ earlier and uh, a couple of months ago before he hired you, and we were he was telling me he was real close, and uh, we were talking about the program. We talked about the facilities and and all the things you have to offer. But the University of Utah has got a lot to offer as well, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it's basically the whole package you can think of for a student athlete looking to play, you know, competitive hockey. Um, the the program that AJ has built. Um, the, the facilities, we have, a we have a rink right on campus, um, as well as just competitive hockey. And then also, uh, the surroundings. I mean, I'm not from Utah originally, never, never thought I'd want to live in Utah. And, and here I am, um, I'm, I'm here for good. Now we're building a family out here, my wife and wife and I. And so, yeah, it's, it's ultimately the, you know, the, the whole package and I want to make it even more desirable, um, and build a program that you know, we are recruiting and, and getting people from all over the country, um, not just the country, but all over the world uh, to come and want to play for us. All right. I think Steven's unmuted. Are you there? <laughs> yep. Yes, I'm here. Uh, sorry about that. But it actually gave me a chance to think of a, a really good question here. Uh, so I guess take me into some of the uh, coach, the coaching staff that you've been able to put together, including someone who has a very similar last name as you. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that, uh, some of the uh, some of your assistants and some of the play, uh, people you've been able to put as part of your staff to help uh, with this team. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll start with uh, with the guy with the same last name as me, um, <laughs> my my father, actually. So he's the he's the reason I'm in into hockey. He's the reason I'm into coaching. Um, basically, you know, my hero. So he you know, he started playing uh, hockey when he was young in Vancouver, Canada played in the British Columbia uh, Hockey League for the, the V's and then ultimately got a full ride to play at the University of Illinois. 
um, and was captain there his sophomore and uh, through senior year. Um, All-American, just all around, you know, hockey mind. Um, and then I had the pleasure of having him as a coach when I was younger. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that have had their dad as a coach and, you know, there, there are, there are mixed days, you know, you, you, <laughs> you're the coach's son, but it wasn't like that on, and, you know, on my dad's team, I was treated the same way as any other player. And I really respect him for that. Um, and so, you know, bringing him on as a, as an addition to the coaching staff, that's just going to bring the knowledge and the experience. Um, he's an incredible hockey mind, as I said, um, and, and super excited to have him on the bench. Um, in addition, we, we hired a, a gentleman, um, George Chalos, who he played at the university of Vermont, uh, another incredible hockey mind. He, um, is the owner of the long beach sharks, which is the NA in the NA three HL. Um, he just, I mean, his, his goal in life is to retire so he can give back to the game. Um, and, and you'll see a trend there. Uh, everyone that I have as a, you know, on the, on the bench or in the coaching staff, we all just want to give back to the game we love. Um, and then, so who else? Uh, Chris Hawk. Um, he is uh, an awesome person. Um, great hockey player. We hired him as a defensive coach. He played at Connecticut College, and then he played overseas for a few years. Um, and then, uh, last but not least, uh, Joey uh, Di Benedetto, who actually was a player um, for the Utes last year, and he he actually has a year of eligibility left, um, but he wants to give back to the game. He wants to get into coaching, and I saw a lot of uh, him when he when he came to me and said, "Hey, do you mind if I come and help out?" Um, and, and so with, with those guys, um, and AJ, I think, you know, the, the, the group and the staff that we have is, is, is I'm a little biased obviously, but I think it's a, a fantastic group. Well, and, and you know, it's, what's interesting about, about what you guys have been able to do is, uh, when you look at a lot of the teams in the, in this level, you know, they only usually have, they usually have the coach and assistant coach, and, and maybe they have some sort of volunteer, uh, goalie coach, but to be able to have that you have somebody dedicated to be defensive coach, somebody that's dedicated, it, it really puts you guys, I think, in, in a, maybe a little bit of an, in an advantage, hopefully, on that regard, having all these different voices to be able to help help out this team. Is that kind of what you envisioned when you bring in all these people on for these different roles? I agree, yeah, and and I, I tend to do this, and I hate it, but um, I forgot the goalies, and, and AJ will be our, our goalie, uh, goalie coach as well, but, you know, dividing and conquering and allowing, uh, you know, hands-on um, – I guess, uh, the amount of staff per player. Um, I really want to develop them, um, to, to the level that we, we need to get at here, um, to be competitive at the national level. So Morgan, you know, we talk about the, uh, the way COVID hit everybody. And I think there was a big fear. I know at least at the NCAA level, a lot of people initially were thinking, Oh no, this might really damper hockey. And I I've been so proud to say I'm part of hockey because, uh, they continued to build right through it in, in Las Vegas. They continue to build rinks and arenas and add teams and do whatever. Uh, you guys have continued to strive right along. Uh, everybody's doing that. And I think that's just the hockey mentality, but how have your guys that the little bit of time that you've been able to spend with them, how have they taken to this whole situation about uh, there might be an extra, or well, there is an extra year of eligibility coming up and, and the season is narrowed down and just how's the mental focus of everybody been? Yeah. Um, so, so obviously the players, they're, they're eager to get on the ice. Um, you know, right before we were supposed to have our first practice, um, you know, the, the protocols from the university came down. So we have yet to have actually an on ice practice. Um, we, we've done some, captain's practices where they, they can go and, and sign up uh, at our local rink and do stick and puck, but they basically just buy out the, all the sessions. So it's, it's a fantastic way of getting the group together um, while still being safe. But I will say ultimately, you know, I, I hinted on this earlier They're They're just a, a very mature group of, of intelligent hockey players that, that get it. Um, their frustrations, you know, are coming through a little bit and understandably, but Ultimately, they're they're putting in the work on their own. Um, they're finding ice as, as as they can, as best as they can. Um, but the mental state is, you know, there is no, you know, there's no um, option for them to. Uh, I shouldn't say option, but there, there's no um, 
word of anyone leaving right now and having that extra year of eligibility. So we're, we're going to have a lot of returning players, if not all of them, and they're ready to go for next season. So yeah, we're, we're still optimistic that it's going to happen this year. Um, but you know, they're intelligent players and they, they get it. And if it doesn't, they're ready to go. We're going to have tryouts in April and, and our training camp in August already planned out and we're just excited to move forward. Okay, so Stephen, I got one more follow-up before you jump on. Uh, the follow-up to that, Morgan, is uh, I, I looked at a lot of uh, the hockey programs, and I hate to use the word club. I, I don't even want to call our show club, but we couldn't steal the ACHA brand, so so we had to call it that just to differentiate it between the uh, the uh, NCAA program that we do on Tuesday nights. But um, it, it's not really club to me because the players work so hard. Uh, they have to pay to play. They know it. Uh, they compete really hard. But one of the things that I'm most proud of is to see the uh, ACHA programs continue to stay relevant with their fans. And, you know, like you coming on the show tonight, it's a big thing. And that's what we try to do is go right through the summer and, and keep everybody relevant. And we welcome you anytime that you're, you're interested in coming on or have something to talk about because that's how you grow it, right? I mean, you have to keep relevant. If, if people think that you're disappeared, even for a few months or a year, um, that, that passion slips. Totally. Nope. I, I, I agree with you. Um, especially at, at the ACHA level, um, you need to be relevant. Uh, you need to be in touch with your players. Um, it, it just, you, you can't, you can't give it a year of COVID, um, without, uh, showing any sort of interest because, um, AJ has done such an incredible job growing this program and, and we don't want to lose any of, uh, the headway that we've made there. All right, Stephen, you got another one for him? Yes. Your 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 coaching style and and what how would you define that in in how you coach the team and how you and how you lead these guys? Uh, what would be the style that you that you rely on? Yep. Um, so you know, I, I'm a very strategic coach. Um, I love to watch game tape. I love to prep. Um, you know, for opponents, the style, uh, I will say, I want my players being the hardest working team out there. Um, you know, not only are in my eyes, they're the talented, the, the most talented bunch, but I want them being the hard, you know, hardest working as well. Um, but a lot of that, you know, goes into prep work, um, practice. We're going to practice like we play. Um, it's, we're, we're going to take it very seriously. Um, you know, a, a big challenge for us is, well, not a challenge, but uh, an obstacle and um, unique situation that we have is we have the pleasure of, of skating on an Olympic-sized rink. Um, so our practices, you know, we're practicing an Olympic-sized rink to go potentially play on an NHL-sized rink the next uh, the next day or that weekend. And so, you know, I've already talked to our coaching staff about this, but we're gonna we're gonna focus on a lot of small area games. Um, and, and neutral zone um, strategy just to, to make sure that we're not, uh, uh, you know, losing focus on where we need to be going into these different barns with different size rinks. But again, we're, we're just super strategic when it comes to who we're playing against. Our style one night might be completely different, uh, you know, than, than the next night, just depending on who we're, who we're playing. Um, and ultimately, it just needs to make sense for that game. Okay, so you mentioned that Olympic size ice sheet. Your preference as a coach, would you, if you had your choice, would you prefer the Olympic size or would you prefer a smaller NHL size? That's a that's a that's a unique question. So, um, I honestly, I don't want to put it, you in a bad spot with your, <laughs> with your university, <laughs> but it is what it is. We know that the Olympic size there is because of the Olympics in Utah. But I'm just curious on your coaching style, what fits you best? Yeah, well, and, and, um, and is so, it and so, is it? Oh, sorry, and, and does it? How much of an advantage does that give you guys too? <laughs> right, and, and you know, with our with our current roster, um, we're, we're not a, a huge team by any means in terms of size, um, so it, it may give us a little bit of an advantage and, and faster players to spread the ice out and catch you know some, some defensemen sleeping on the blue line or whatnot. But um, it also provides challenges too, right? Where you might get in the habit if we're practicing a lock or a four check or a power play, it might get you in the habit of having more time than you think. And so going into different barns where 
you're not going to have as much time and space. Um, I just need to, you know, implement that with the, with the players and make sure that they understand that, um, you know, when, when we get to the likes of UNLV or uh, Arizona, you're not going to have as much time behind the net uh, potentially and, and enough space to, to spread it out. But again, that comes into strategy where depending on who we're playing and depending on where we're playing, that'll all go into the game plan. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I kind of figured you were going to say that, but a lot of coaches say, and I know I talked to uh, head coach at Arizona State NCAA, got Coach Powers the other day, and he's going up to Minnesota to take the number one ranked team on uh, Sunday and Monday, and they play on Olympic size ice. So he went up there a few days early, and he said, uh, yeah, they want to get used to the big ice, but they also want to focus between the dots because they know that's the same. It's just kind of the outside area. So I'm guessing that's kind of your, your thought as well. If you, if you play well between the dots, uh, you're pretty solid in any rank. Of course. Yep. Uh, ultimately, the, the same you know, strategy and the same um, you know, playing technique is going to translate to a bigger size ice surface. But you also have to think uh, the forwards along the boards during a power play, they're going to have more space to, to work with. So maybe not pressure them as hard. Um, but, you know, little things like that, ultimately they're going to stay the same. You're, you're, you're not going to completely change your strategy based off of the size of, of the rink, um, but just something to make sure your players are aware of where they're not caught off guard when we step on the ice for warm-ups. Steven, you got another one? Yes, let I guess my next question would be, um, well, obviously right now we're, we're in this pandemic, but um, let me ask about like travel, you know, what do you think that might look like if you do get a season in, um, what will the, what will the travel look like in comparison to a, a normal sense where, you know, everybody's on, on a bus or plane, you're flying or driving to a destination and you get the hotel, but in COVID, I mean, what do you expect there to be any differences? And then in a non COVID year, let's say, next season not this season but let's say the following season and we get to a regular normal season what do you look forward to most about being with utah now as you get to travel to some of these other places and play um and and and, and that relationship while being on the road yeah so um to start off with your, your your question regarding travel this year um i had mentioned earlier that campus rec has, has put us on a travel ban until march 15th or until we get approval from the state um, that we're back down to the green level of transmission rates. But um, you know, that's, that's gonna, that's gonna factor in with our travel this year. If we do have a season, um, if we do uh, we may only have, you know, be able to play teams in, in state based off of that travel rule. Um, and it, it may not be able to, Again, I have to work with AJ on this, but there's certain guidelines that we need to follow uh, with our university and, and make sure that we're we're keeping everyone's safety at, at um, top of mind. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's hard to answer that question, what travel might look like this year if we have a season um, with the travel ban that we currently have in place. But next season, um, what I'm looking forward to the most is, you know, being on the road with the guys and um, that's, that's how you build the, the camaraderie and, and the, the team, you know, spending time on a bus is, is special. If you haven't done it before, it's, it's definitely a unique, uh, scenario and, and, um, those, those bus rides get very long quickly, but, um, you become closer. <laughs> yes, they do. Players, you become family. Yeah. You become family, uh, with them and ultimately just looking, looking forward to, to competing against these other schools and, and seeing their arenas and just feeling the atmosphere and the experience. And a follow-up to that be, would, is there any city now you look at you look at teams that you're going to be playing a lot in the conference and road trips that you'll be taking in the future. Is there one team or city that you're looking forward to visiting more than other, you know, you got UNLV has a great atmosphere in city. And I guess how familiar are you with the other schools and in, in, in their, and uh, in, in their settings and, and being able to be, follow a lot of these other teams and, and how they draw a crowd or, or the, the atmospheres in, in their cities or, or what do you look forward to most about a particular place over another, or maybe you don't care. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, again, each, each arena is going to have a different experience. If you guys have ever been in, in the Yost arena in Michigan, I mean, it's, it's a unique experience. And I think, I think in terms of our conference, I, I'm most excited about UNLV. Um, they have a great turnout of fans. Uh, it's in the the beautiful arena, City National, and I mean it's it's a cool town as well. Um, and so, 
I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I believe ASU has the has the arena with the low ceiling, correct? Is that right? Absolutely. They're they're still at Oceanside for a couple more years. <laughs> so so again, um, not to knock them at all. I think that that's a, a completely unique experience there as well, and excited to see that. I I have not been able to uh, to to be in any other of the the team's rinks that um, are in a conference besides city national. I've, I've played there um, a few times, but um, yeah, it's, I'm excited. I, I think the, the places we're traveling in our conference are all unique and will provide a great, you know, atmosphere for our players. All right. Last one for me and we'll let you go. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your team from what you know of it. Where, where do your strengths lie? Where do you think you're going to have to work to improve on? And, and uh, tell us a little bit about what the uh, skate newts are going to look like when they do finally get on the ice. Sure. Um, I'll start with our goalies. I, I think, uh, again, I'll be biased, but I think we have some of the best goalies um, in the league um, with uh, Landon Anderson, uh, Connor Mock, and uh, Adam Rousseau. I think they're going to provide, I, I guess, you know, the, the base um, of our team. They're going to be our quarterbacks. And um, we are fortunate to have a very strong uh, goaltending uh, presence. And then on our defensive end, um, you know, we're, we're looking very strong. We have the likes of uh, Stephen Paolo, Dylan Dix, um, et cetera. And then our forwards um, with some of our new commits for this season, I'm very excited about. Uh, we we have Landon Langenbrunner, who's of course Jamie's son, um, as well as Benji uh, Mickle, who who uh, came from. Uh, I think he was a, a transfer, but he came from playing the dub. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I mean overall our our team looks good. Uh, we have a great balance of um, current standings of uh, of um, college status. So we have nine freshmen. Um, Again, this is uh, pre-COVID, so it would have been this this season. We have nine freshmen, um, eight sophomores, seven juniors, and three three seniors. So relatively young team, um, but a lot of power. Uh, and I'm super excited about that freshman class. Uh, a lot of our uh, strong talents coming from there. Um, and then we have the the leadership on the back end and our seniors and um, our, our captain King is, is going to be returning as well. Um, and we'll be fortunate to, to have his, his leadership um, on the bench. Um, but ultimately very excited about this, this team. Again, I, you know, I didn't have the pleasure of recruiting a lot of these guys as I, as I just have come into the program, but um, I'm, I'm excited with what we have and uh, I'm, I'm confident we're going to be successful uh, this year if we have a season, but definitely next year for sure. Morgan, as, uh, before we let you go, I always let our guests uh, talk a little bit to your fan base, uh, to those that are listening or those that might download the podcast later. Uh, what do you tell your fan base, especially in a pandemic year? How do they stay in touch with your program? How do they continue to support you and give you uh, what you need to be successful? Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll start off by saying hang in there. We're all in this you know, together. Um, we all want hockey to come back to normal. Um, we have the NHL returning in 14 days, which might keep us a little bit more sane. But um, ultimately, you know, if, if you have any questions or, or would like to help out in the program, please reach out to me personally. Um, and uh, all my contact information is on, on, the, uh, on the University of Utah Hockey website. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to do our best to, to get going here, um, but just hang in there. Um, and, and your podcast, for example, are, are things to, to help us get, get through this. But appreciate all you guys or everything that you guys are doing as well and, and uh, just ultimately hang in there. You know what? I, I love the hashtag that's uh, on your picture uh, when they introduced you as hashtag new to the you. And uh, I think that applies uh, a lot this year in, in the COVID part. There are a lot of things that are new, not just coaches and players and, and protocols, but uh, new to the U kind of fits everything. So best of luck to you and the Utes. Thanks so much for spending some time with us, especially over the holidays. Uh, you are welcome, my friend. Anytime you'd like to come on the show and have anything to talk about, just uh, shoot me a text or have AJ shoot me a text, and we'll be happy to uh, to hook it up. So uh, best of luck in whatever this season brings and certainly next year, and we'll hope to see you in person very, very soon. Thank you, gentlemen. It was my pleasure. 
All right, folks, that's uh, Morgan Feeney, the new head coach at the University of Utah, the Skate and Utes. Stephen and I are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back and uh, talk a little more ACHA hockey, and we're going to recap what we did as uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in 2020. We'll be right back. I have a car whose lease is up soon, and I'll be looking around for the best deal that I can get. I have certain parameters that I'm looking for in the next vehicle. For example, I want a car that qualifies for a New York State HOV sticker. But being on Long Island won't stop me from taking advice from hockey great Shane Doan, and I'll be checking out Bell Ford and BellFord.com. Bell Ford, the presenting partner of our new season of the Sunday Special at IcetimeHockeySW.com, was voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona. So go, shop where Shane Doan shops. Talk to Kevin Wood. Let him know that IcetimeHockeySW.com sent you, and let him give you the all-star treatment online or at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. When looking for a place to continue your education, think of the boxes that Maryville University checks off. Big City Access, Maryville is located in the St. Louis suburbs. Small school feel, Maryville's average class size is less than 15. Vibrant campus, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country. With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, Maryville University is able to provide a cutting-edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences to education to business and more, our undergrad and graduate programs promise an individualized, hands-on experience that is truly crafted for today's student. For more information on our campus life programs, admissions, or more, visit our website at maryville.edu. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas. Go forward, obviously, at that point, uh, we knew that it was pretty good, pretty much going to be delayed. But, um, yeah, you know, what's amazing is that we've been able to kind of keep this show going. You know, as you said before, you know, how are we going to keep – what are we going to talk about when we get to the summertime? You know, but we've, we've been fortunate to have some great, great guests on to help facilitate great conversations and people can go back and listen to those podcasts. They're all, they're all still in the archives. Um, we're trying to get to 10,000 downloads. So if people want to haven't downloaded the old, old shows, they can do that and help us, help us get to uh, get, get up there in those numbers as well. But yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting year, but um, I, it's been great to, to be, to be able to that golf tournament that you know, we did. Um, what was interesting, they sold out of it too. They was so much, if you think of the COVID year, it would have been, People wouldn't have been tough. People were just itching to to have some sort of social interaction, obviously safely in, in a way you could you could do it. And uh, in fact, they Nick Raboni and Anthony Veneri Green are the coaches. They usually will play in it, but they didn't. There was so much. There um, wasn't a spot for them. <laughs> there wasn't a spot for them this year, right? Because there was so much uh, uh, intrigue, I guess, or so much. Um, I and I think they'll for. trade that every year, Stephen. As much as they love to play, I think they would trade that every year to sell it out. So. Congratulations to UNLV for, for that. Uh, let's quickly wrap it up with just the end of the year and uh, 
the end of the year that we're in right now is as we approach uh, the start of 2021, uh, I think we went from shock to realization to now we're in a state of disappointment. I think so many teams had hoped that, A, they would be able to play in the fall, and if that didn't happen, that, B, they would be able to play in January. And I think now there's some disappointment when they look at COVID, they look at everything that's going on, and they go like, okay, um, maybe we're not going to start in January. Now, as we talked to to, uh, John Hogan uh, last week, and he's going like, we're hoping just to play eight games. If we can get eight to ten games, if it has to be in March or April, that's what we're shooting for now. And I think a lot of teams are in that mode. So just quickly, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a – yeah, this fall, this fall kind of has been kind of, yeah, a, a bit of disappointment for sure because, you you know, we were thinking, okay, January, we everything can prepare ourselves for, for January. And then we're seeing, obviously, that – not looking like it's a, a realistic possibility, but uh, I think any any team at this point, if they can just get, even if they only can play eight games, at least it's eight games that they get more than they would have been able to play. So, uh, yeah, I think any team would 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 take would would take advantage of that uh, situation. Some might ask, well, maybe it's just better to put all your resources in, uh, but these these kids, they may not may not play next year. I mean, obviously the, the ACHA announced they're going to give players another year of eligibility, but maybe some of these players that are the seniors that have finished school already, I think about like uh, Kirk Underwood, who just graduated from UNLV. He's was going to be he's the captain if there is a season this year. And now that he's graduated, you know, if they, if they don't play a season at all, or if they have to, you know, if they're playing next fall, is he still, is he still going to, is he going to stick around for another year? I mean, he's already graduated. He, I think he'd have to probably, I don't know. I guess you could still play if, if you're not in school if one year ago, really. But or is he going to want to move on and try to go next forward in life? I mean, I think that's a lot situation a lot of us, the seniors are, are facing. If um, that, yeah. So I think if they can at least get a few games in, it'd be better than none because maybe for the seniors, there isn't a next season for them. Maybe they want to move on and 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 start their life, or you know, whether it's still playing hockey or getting into their careers or whatever. So uh, we'll see how that plays out, but. Uh, yeah, disappointment is certainly uh, would be a good way to sum up the last few months of this year. Okay, and then we'll we'll turn quickly to 2021 uh, as we uh, approach the new year here on Friday, New Year's Day. Uh, I think 2021 is going to breed optimism. Um, we went through, like I said, the, the three other steps, and, and now I think optimism is there. I think uh, the vaccine coming out is a plus. I think uh, the the, the ability to watch the NHL and the AHL come back and hopefully do it successfully and to watch NCAA hockey continue to play. I think there is optimism uh, for the future, which is really good for everybody in 2021. It's going to be a very, very busy first half of the year for certain with NHL, AHL, NCAA, and possibly some ACHA hockey as well. So we will definitely look forward to a, a great 2021 um, I don't know if you're going to be able to make it tomorrow night, but if you do, we do have a special show, a year-end show, a little later, 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we're going to end it right at uh, midnight on the East Coast for our man Paul Hornstein uh, to celebrate New Year's uh, right at the end of the show. So that in itself, folks, might be worth the, uh, the tuning in live for us. But that's our year in review uh, show coming up tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Stephen, take it away, and we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey come to Greater St. Louis and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, Ultra Smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. By OxyPow, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it's always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates, doesn't matter what season. We still like to keep our drinks cold 
Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Uh, the University of Arizona by M-Drive, presenting partner of what drives you. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. I want to add on to that. Congratulations to Circa, which, of course, the D and Circa there involved with us with the professional side of things. Uh, they Circa got to open up their hotel uh, this week for as, as New Year's is happening this week. So congratulations to Circa. And I want to thank all of our listeners from behalf of myself, at least, for listening to us uh, since we started this in March. And we look forward to a great 2021. Uh, and we look forward to, to the show that you and Scott will do tomorrow. I'm going to try to jump on at least for a little bit tomorrow. And uh, I guess that's all I got for you, Scott. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, we want to thank uh, the University of Utah and Skate and Utes head coach Morgan Feeney for joining us tonight. Also, a shout out to our newest corporate partners, Burrito Express and the University of Las Vegas, Nevada. The Skate and Rebels are now part of our partnership. We look forward to lots of good things happening that way. Uh, we also encourage you, if you'd like to come on and join us, there's still plenty of spots available on our corporate partnership. Get to the website, email me, text me, text the show, and we will make sure we set you up with a corporate partnership for 2021 where bigger and better is our goal, and we will see it all very, very soon. Uh, have a safe and happy new year, and uh, have a very good night. <laughs>